tired of political correctness? Sick of cancel culture? Got something to say? Just say it. Just say it. A pro-America anti-censorship podcast hosted by Jesse Michael Elliott. Here we are for the final episode of the week. How is everyone doing? How was your week? Um, much like the DNC last week, I waited till later. I waited till late Thursday night to film because I don't want to bring up the RNC on Monday because it it would be too late and the news cycle changes so fast it would just be it would be crazy to do it. So I waited. The RNC ended about an hour ago. Trump gave his speech. And we are going to use this episode. Um, This episode is dedicated to David Dorn. uh, Episode 35, Never Forget. Um, We'll get into that in a minute, but I want to give you a brief update. uh, Because every time before I start the show, I pick out the topics that I want to cover. But then I check on what's going on right now. Breaking news from various sources. Because I want to make sure you guys are as up to date as I am before I go live on air. So breaking news, right after the RNC ended, there's rioters in the streets right outside the gates. They actually trapped two Secret Service agents, um, got trapped behind that fence border they had put up recently for the rioters. So two of them got trapped outside of it. And BLM, Antifa, whatever you want to call those rioter bums, Surrounded them and started threatening them and asked, asking them questions and, you know, saying, oh, black people, do you want black people killed and all this other stuff? But thankfully, they were able to get out of there. The Secret Service were able to open the gate and get them back to safety. So that is good. But unfortunately, also, um, the, the speech tonight, night four, was held at the White House. And I guess... 40 they let 40 of the people who attended out of the gates to get to their cars and they i guess there wasn't enough security or they didn't think it was going to happen but they were followed um to their cars or at least leaving the white house i don't know if they were followed exactly to the car but leaving the white house they were harassed and you see this one kid going up to like this elderly 70 plus couple giving them the middle finger some guy in a, all black and they were just harassing at least a group of 40 people leaving the RNC. So more disgustingness. Right now, D.C. is a mess. Um, there's video of the rioters around that church, once again, that's been there for 100 plus years that we talked about the other day. That Trump went and held a Bible in front of. They are have the church surrounded, although the church is protected. They say burn it down. They're chanting burn it down, burn it down. So just more of the same. So I wanted to give you an update of that, what's going on right now. Uh, also, surprising news. So I wake up this morning and I check my phone. because I I'll usually reply to people on our Facebook page. I'm pretty good at doing that. Um, I like to be interactive with you guys. And then uh, check my Twitter. And then I check my Instagram. And I look at my Instagram. For those of you who don't follow us on Instagram or don't even have an Instagram, I check my Instagram. And I do pictures with the American flag and our logo with quotes from, you know, people that are either in the news or if there isn't something trending, I pick a person that I like and I like one of their quotes. So I did one of Matt Gates about a week ago or so. Whenever he spoke in Congress and had a really good or when he gave his speech the other night. Either way, I did one of Matt Gates. I checked my phone and I see Matt Gates liked your photo and he commented on it with American flag. Look at that. And also... A couple of weeks ago, we had Ellie, uh, Emily Capano comment and like our photo we did of her. Um, she's on Greg Gutfeld's show. She's on The Five very often. Very ex-cheerleader. Awesome person. Check her out. Her Instagram is very cool. Very uh, patriotic. She's also got a Doberman. And then we also had our picture. We did a Burgess Owens who spoke at the RNC, who's a candidate for Utah, congressional candidate for Utah. I believe it's Congress. He liked the photo we did of him. So that's already three prominent people that liked our photos. That's pretty cool, especially to get one from Matt Gates is pretty cool because, you know, shout out to all 
all three of them, but especially Matt Gates for, you know, he's a he's a bulldog pretty much. He you know, he puts him he made some funny comments in his if he didn't catch his RNC speech, he made some hilarious comments about people being woke and stuff. And I believe he took a shot at Joe Budden. He's you know, he's with he gets pop culture, he gets uh how to appeal to kids. Uh, college kids and stuff he's very uh smart when it comes to that also check out his podcast hot takes with matt gates pretty cool artwork they have on there um you really probably shouldn't plug other people's podcasts on your own show but hey i mean you do what's right now what's easy who cares i mean i mean i can give you a million michael savage uh mark levin i've already talked about dan bungie and all of them and you could check our featured channels for people that channels i support but check out Matt, Matt Gates' hot takes if you get the chance. Uh, seems like a great de- guy. All three of them took the time out of their day to like, and two of them commented on my page, so I'll take it. So why, instead of you listening to me, why don't we get into episode 35, Never Forget. So let's hit it. So we're going to start out with this article, which in my opinion was the best speech of tonight. Uh, we had a, And that is hard to do. If you missed the RNC or didn't catch all of it, every it's hard. If you had to pick who had the best speech, first off, picking who had the best speech of the night is not easy because there's so many great ones. I mean, it's I posted on Twitter. I said, is there a mercy rule? Because it's over. It's over for the Democrats. It's it's over. Now it's just extra points. It's totally over. But even on a nightly basis, it's hard to pick who had the best speech. But if you tried to put it all four days, I don't even know how... It would be super. I might do a video on YouTube of a top 10. I don't even know how I would try to pick some of them because there's way too many. And that is a good thing. That is a good thing. But I, Rudy Giuliani spoke tonight. Trump obviously spoke tonight. Uh, we oh, th- The second best, we'll talk about the second best speech for one second. And th- in my opinion, Patrick Lynch, the president of the Patrolman's Benevolent Association of New York City, he did a terrific job, and I kind of feel bad for Rudy Giuliani, who did an amazing job in 2016. Uh, he had to follow that up, and I think they should have spaced them out. You know, the two cops, they should not have did it back to back because it's kind of the same message. But the cop from that New York cop, wow, he hit a home run. But unfortunately for him, although who cares, they we're all on the same team, but he could not compete with this. I'm so, you could not compete with this speech, in my humble opinion. So let's get into what I thought was the best speech of the night. Pretty much almost made me tear up. Pretty close. Pretty close. This speech, if I had to choose between the best two speeches of the whole convention, in my opinion, were between this speech by David Dorn's widow and the speech by Maximo Alvarez. I think... Those two were the best speeches. And notice they're not by a politician. In my opinion, those are the best two. If you want, tell me what your what your favorite speeches were. It's extremely hard to pick. So let's get back into it, like I said. So Fox News, in an emotional RNC speech, widow of retired police captain killed by looters says she relives the horror every day. Sergeant Anne Marie Dorn, the widow of the late David Dorn, condemned rioting and violence. The widow of the retired St. Louis police officer who was shot and killed during violence and looting that followed the widespread protests over racial injustice in June spoke Thursday at the Republican convention. Fighting back tears in a deeply emotional remark as she recalled the night her husband was killed and expressing her anger at the rioting. Sergeant Anne Marie Dorn, the widow of late David Dorn, was one of the speakers one of the number of speakers at the RNC to condemn the rioting and violence that occurred in some cities, Democrat-ran cities, as Trump pointed out time and time again in his speech, after protests over the recent killings of black people by police. But given the recent loss of her husband during the rioting and looting, Anne-Marie Dorn's speech carried extra emotion. That it did. Now, in the description, I'm going to link the cop's speech, and I'm Patrick Lynch, and I'm going to drop a link to her speech as well. You have to watch these two speeches. It, they're just, I mean, you have to see them. Just like the Maximo speech that we posted, you have, you have to see them. So here's a quote from the speech. I relive that horror every day in my mind. 
Anne-Marie Dorn said of the day her husband died, as her voice wavered in her pre-taped speech. My hope is that having to relive it now with me will help shake this country from this nightmare we are all witnessing in our cities and bring about peaceful, positive change. How did we get to this point where so many young people are callous and indifferent towards human life? This is when she said this, I just thought about that video that we did where I said, people don't have respect for human life anymore. I believe it was in the video when we talked about when BLM was beating the raccoon to death. And she, and here, here's the other point she makes. This isn't a video game where you can commit mayhem and hit the reset button and bring all the characters back to life. David is never, ever coming back to me. He was murdered by people who didn't know and just didn't care. He would have done anything to help the same people that took his life. We've lost respect for human life. We've lost respect for human dignity. And a lot of this is from the media who fans their racial divide in this country. I'm not going to talk about it today because they do it all the time. If you follow us on Facebook, JSI Podcast, I posted a video of CNN. There's there's a blaze in the background. It's fiery, but mainly peaceful protests. It's not funny. It's not funny. They're dividing this country every single day. And a lot of the blood and the burning and looting on their hands, mostly all of it, is on their hands. Because they stoke this stuff. Like she said, it's not a game. These people aren't coming back. And as you saw with the Kyle kid that defended himself after being attacked, there's consequences. Oh, what, because you think talking heads on CNN and MSDNC tell you this black injustice? Because LeBron James gets on his pedestal and tells you that black people should be scared? You think you can attack white people and they're not going to defend themselves? You know, all these people, and I use that word extremely loosely, say all these things and they don't care about the repercussions it's going to have. It's not going to affect them. It's going to affect the people that aren't dumb enough to get what they're saying is incorrect and what they're saying is wrong. Because if I'm them, right, if you're uneducated and if you're them, you're thinking, well, why Le LeBron James say something that isn't right? Why would he lie to us? Why would he stoke racial division? Why would the media, why would the news, quote unquote news, tell us that something's happening when it's not? Because it's about power and attention. It's not true. And what Kyle did to defend himself, that's what's going to happen. And what do you think is going to happen when you start showing up at people's houses? You're going to get shot at. People aren't going to lay down and die. You're essentially telling Americans what you do with these criminals getting shot by cops. Oh, the cops just supposed to lay down and die. See, the media is saying the cops not supposed to do anything when a criminal. There's criminals are supposed to get away with what they do. So they think they can get away with rioting, looting, and attacking people. Oh, no, no, no. That's not reality. You're going you're gonna to lose your life. You're going to lose your life. Stop being pawns for these people. So David Dorn was killed while trying to protect his friend's pawn shop, Lee's Pawn and Jewelry. During the early hours of June 2nd, a number of cities across the country experienced violence. And the guy, they caught him, he was charged with murder. I don't want to read this article because I know the story because I watched the whole RNC. So he got a call in the middle of the night. The alarm went off from the alarm system of this place for him to help. He didn't tell the wife because he knew his wife would try to stop him because, you know, he's old and doesn't want to get hurt. But he's an ex-cop and wanted to do the right thing. He doesn't want to stand down. He wants to do the right thing. He wants to do what's right. What happens? Some sicko kid, it doesn't matter what his race is, some sicko kid who's looting the store shoots him in the head and films it live for Facebook for his, uh, I believe, his grandson to watch. Watch the speech. I mean, what a shame. What, what a shame. Oh, you're Black Lives Matter, but you shot and killed a black elderly man live on television. We've said this a thousand times. BLM is a hoax. 
It's just used to justify the looting, rioting in Birmingham. And when is a Democrat going to condemn it? The only reason CNN is condemning it now because they see the polls are getting worse. So that's nice. The only time fake news will denounce people dying is when it's convenient for their polling numbers. I mean, that's sick on a level I can't, I can't even express right now at this time in the morning. It's disgusting. So never forget David Dorn. Um, I'll link the two speeches in the description below. So let's get into this article. This is a Breitbart article. So, Portland mayor says, let the violence burn itself out as, pol as police detail nightly destruction. Yeah, you're hearing that correctly. He said, oh, just let it play out. Kind of just like, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Eh, I don't care what happens to the statues. Eh, let them do whatever they want. I mean... That's let people die in the streets, let their buildings, their uh, businesses that took forever to just get by, to just get by, to just live paycheck to paycheck. Let those buildings burn. I don't care about you, citizens that elected me. That's nice. These people should be forced to step down. I mean, if there's any time to force someone to step down, how is it not now? How is the time not now for this? This is... You know what they would do to someone like this back in the day for treason like this? They, the people like this, these far lefties in all these cities are very lucky that the people with the guns don't act like the people in Black Lives Matter and these Antifa groups. Because imagine if they did, they would be out of there in a second. But no. We're the intolerant ones, but no, we're actually the ones with maybe way too much patience. Maybe what Kyle did, you're going to see more. I'm surprised it hasn't happened more, to be honest with you. Because how much more can America take of this? You're pushing us to the brink, and people like this should be donezo. So let's get back into it. Portland, Oregon Mayor Ted Wheeler, this is the joker that was actually protesting at the federal building with these clowns. Remember, he was at the fence. We talked about this. And he was chanting with them. So Ted Wheeler responded almost nonchantingly to NPR when asked about the nightly riots in his city that have injured countless police officers, destroyed property, and shuttered businesses. The protest, in quotes, will utterly, ultimately burn itself out. The Free Beacon reported on Wheeler's stance, which did not condemn the violence. Wheeler told OPR reporter Rebecca Ellis last week that he expects daily protests in the city, which began in May following the death of George Floyd, to last for some time. Oh, why is it going to last? Because he's allowing it to last. That's why it's going to last. He knows it's going to last because he wants it to. He said he expects nightly violence that followed the protests will ultimately burn itself out. The mayor who was in charge of Portland's police force, see, that's how he knows it's going to it's gonna keep going. Because he's allowing it to. He's telling the police to stand down. Told OPR that the department will adjust to the situation on its own. Yeah, aka, no they won't, you'll do what I say. I mean, he just gave himself up right there. Just, they've tried everything from not showing up to preemptively dispersing crowds. And have some of those strategies worked? In my opinion, worked well, Wheeler said. Others have not worked well. No, they haven't been strong enough, and that's because of you. If Weakness invites aggression. Weakness invites aggression. America knows this. The people of America know this. Stop the games. You don't want it to end. The Wheeler previously proposed to top aides a high-risk policing approach in which police would be ordered to stand down and not respond to rioters, the Beacon reported. He never put those measures into effect, leaving local police without clear directives in dealing with crowds, whether they are rioting, looting, and everything else. So here is a tweet. Press, the building vandalized officer injured by large rock. So they threw a huge rock at a cop. Shocker. But Wheeler doesn't care because he's too busy joining the protesters. I mean... The guy should be forced to step down. Is there really anything else to say? All right. So, eh, I mean, they have all the charges here, but I mean, that's enough of that. This Ted Wheeler, 
just like Tony Evers of Wisconsin or Troy Evers, Evers of Wisconsin in Kenosha, that's allowing that to happen. And there's a reason why I hit him. I harassed him on Twitter the day before it got worse because I knew it was going to get worse because he's allowing it to. And it came out that the police requested a lot of National Guard troops, like 750 of them. And no, he said only 250. And then what happened? All the chaos happened because it's not enough. It's not enough. You can only do so much. Only do so much. So here we go. Ted Wheeler, another embarrassment. Are you surprised? It's to the point where we know where the Democrats stand. We know where they stand. They're traitors. They are traitors. So. It's a town hall article. The mob is coming after our man, the GOAT, Tucker Carlson again. So I've been very lucky in my life to meet some really interesting, smart, and famous people. It wasn't their fame that made them any of the other things. And a lot of famous people I met were literally none of those other things, but a few were all of them and more. One such person was Christopher Hitchens, who became a friend in in his final years of his life. Another such person is Tucker Carlson. That's why I can't sit silently while progressives try yet again to destroy him. These modern fascists are Democrats, ideological brethren of the fascists of Europe in the 1930s. And Tucker Carlson's sin is refusing to bend the knee. Of course, they're going to come. They'll come after. They're already starting to come after me. I mean, we just it's only been two months, if you could believe that this episode what 35. They already started coming after me and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. The more people that find the show, it's going to get worse. And they're attacking Tucker Carlson because... He's saying what's right. Tucker Carlson's not even conservative. He's a liberal. But he's saying what's right. And they don't like it. Because they don't operate in facts. They want you to shut up. And Tucker Carlson's not going to do it. But everyone knows the history of fascist hatred and scapegoating of the minorities. But their rage was not limited to small groups. Gangs of goons demanded absolute subservience or else... There was no agree to disagree with the progressive fascists of the 20th century. And that's what we're seeing today. Cancel culture. Shut up and obey. Francisco Franco didn't leave alone the Spanish who descended, nor did Benito Mussolini in Italy. And we all know the history of Germany. It was submit or be destroyed, confirm or be punished. And that's why I thought it was really funny when I posted that meme on Instagram comparing Nazis... The Democrats and Nazis is what they are. They're shouting you down. They want you to comply. And what do they really want? They want to take over. That's all it is. It has nothing to do with George Floyd. It has to do with burning down America. And all these people you find out are tr- either transvestite. They're pedophiles. They have convictions up the wazoo. They're crazy far left liberal teachers. Or... They're people that never had a job and have nothing else better to do. That's what these all these people are. So I first met Tucker Carlson at a party at the home of Hitchens in 2008, where I had no where I had no business being. I was easily the biggest nobody there by a lot. I'd heard of everyone else there. My date had barely heard of me, yet Tucker talked to me for longer than he needed to, longer than I would have considered, considering who else was in the room. And agreed to come on the podcast. I'd started with a friend that he had zero reason to. That speaks volumes of people. And that's why a lot of people like Trump. But like we talked about in last episode, sometimes your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. Because he gives a lot of people a chance that he really maybe shouldn't. Because he kind of feels bad for them. Um, Much like Michael Cohen. uh, Much like... I can't remember the name of that. Who was the black woman that was on The Apprentice and he let her in the White House? She was off a rocker. He should not have. I forget her name. I forget her name. I would have to look it up. But she wrote a book about him, destroyed him, and was like causing drama walking out of the White House. But he gave her a chance when he shouldn't have. But he's got a big heart and sometimes I get you into trouble. So after we recorded the podcast, we started talking about things post-election. He had an idea for a website, and I had some ideas on the subject, too. A few le- weeks later, he invited to meet me for breakfast with his high school f- 
friend, Neil Patel. Seemed weird, but I went. I remember walking out thinking that I felt like it felt a lot like a job interview. Then I quickly moved on. A couple weeks later, there was another breakfast, then a phone call with the job offer. I took it. I was the first person they'd hired for a website that while still more than a year away from launching, and after we brainstormed a bunch of awful names, became the Daily Caller. Oh, that's cool. I left, came back, left again, but Tucker was always welcoming, no matter the circumstance of any of it. For the last 12 years, we have remained in touch with calls, texts, and birthday wishes and Christmas cards, etc. He's been the same person the whole time. When he sold a car to pay our salaries, to now he's the king of cable news. Little known fact, if you text Tucker during his show about something said on it, he'll text you back during the commercials. That's cool. And also, he's definitely friend friendly because... Uh, a friend of mine of in uh, real life back in the day who used to live with me for a brief stint, uh, friend of the show too, I believe Christian. I don't want to say his last name because you know they might they're gonna end up eventually hunting us down. <laughs> but a friend of his met Tucker Carlson, I believe, when he was hunting or on some type of camping trip, and unfortunately he wasn't with them. But the guy sent them pictures, so he's really uh, down to earth, Tucker Carlson, from what I've heard, and this is just confirming that. So, and those commercials are why I'm writing this to you today. In context of fascist conformity, they're coming for him again. They've hated him for the beginning because they hate Fox News, waiting for any opportunity to harass companies that advertise on a show. Tucker's words have been twisted, taken out of context, and bastardized beyond recognition, and the angry mob hasn't gotten so much as an apology. Now they've reached back into their bag of tricks and done it again. So, of Tucker's 7-minute and 40-second monologue, Digital Brown Shirts circulated a 16-second clip to claim Tucker Carlson was condoning the murder of rioters in Wisconsin. It's the old leftist tactic. It would tell people the inconvenient truth. If Democratic mayors and governors order police to stand by while people are attacked and businesses are destroyed and average citizens will stand up in their place. No kidding. No kidding. I'm not going to read the rest of this, but they want Tucker to go away because he tells the truth on TV. And he's one of the ones that doesn't lick the boots of anyone. He just tells it how it is. He's not a bootlicker. He tells you how it is. And it's true. He was in self-defense, the kid. And if the police were doing their job, and if which is not their fault, they're being hamstrung by their governor or their mayor. If the police were allowed to do their job, and if the governor or mayor called in the National Guard, there wouldn't be an issue. But no, they don't care about the people. So what do you think the people are going to do? They're going to defend themselves. Of course they are. They're not going to lay down and die. Give me a break. It's a cold hard reality. And the governors are the ones putting their own citizens in this situation. And this should not be happening in the United States. It's a disgrace. So we have to protect Tucker Carlson. Um, he's a big boy. I know he can do it himself, but you know, uh, just keep spreading the word. That's the best thing you can do. Uh, keep pushing him back. Keep pushing him back. We are the majority, not the other way around, not the other way around. So who wrote this article? Derek Hunter. So kudos to him. Congrats on, uh, your work with the daily caller. Um, thanks for sharing your story about Tucker Carlson. I mean, I, I, I like what Tucker Carlson has to say, so. I don't think I've ever heard him say anything I didn't agree with. So shout out to Derek Hunter there. So let's get into this butte. Don't worry, I'm leaving. I'm leaving with a nice with a nice one like I always do. So <laughs> this is going to be rough, though. Listen to this joker. So this is an article by The Federalist. Here we go. After watching three days of the RNC, Nancy Pelosi says Biden should stay in his basement. I said this on Twitter like a month ago. I said there's no way Joe Biden is going to debate Donald Trump live on camera. In person. There's no way. There's no way it's going to happen. There's no way. He will try to do it from his basement someplace so people can whisper in his ear. He can look at notes and cue cards. There's no way he's going to debate him in person. It's not going to happen, folks. 
And if he's not fit to debate, he's not fit to be president. And Donald Trump ripped into him saying Joe Biden hiding in his basement in his speech tonight. And he ripped into him also about Joe Biden giving kids kisses. <laughs> so the gloves are off, my friends. So Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi said Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden should not debate Trump, but urge reporters not to tell Joe Biden. Let's just play the clip. It's I'm not going to play it because it's this is two minutes. So this is what she said. I do not think the president of the United States has comported himself in a way that anyone has any association with the truth, evidence, data, and facts. I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him, nor debate him in terms of the president of the United States, Pelosi stated. Now, why do you think she's saying that? That's a cop-out to justify not debating Trump. She knows it's all BS. What else is she going to say? So not only did Pelosi say President Trump is incapable of participating in a debate, but she also accused him again of attempting to undermine the elections and disrespecting the democratic process. You know what the Democrats are going to do. They're going to be the ones, first off, they've undermined the democratic process since 2015. They spied on Trump's campaign, Obama did, and his cronies. They try to impeach him over nothing. Now they want mail-in ballot fraud so who's undermining campaign who's undermining the campa- campaign with voter suppression with fake polls saying trump's oh 11 points behind just like in 2016 right oh who's the one suppressing votes between all these celebrities in the, and uh the fake news media and in the schools indoctrinating kids who's suppressing the vote for donald trump uh i think it's you So she continues, he will probably act in a way that is beneath the dignity of the presidency. He does that every day, but I think he will also belittle what the debates are supposed to be about. And they are not about skullduggery on the part of somebody who has no respect for the office he holds, much less the democratic process. Why else would he try to undermine the elections in the manner in which he's doing? Which you're doing, Pelosi. She should probably focus on the crap hole that is San Francisco instead of talking about Donald Trump. Pelosi also expressed her disappointment that the press did not scold President Trump enough for his performance at the 2016 debate. I thought what he did in 2016 was disgraceful. I was disappointed that the press didn't say, go back to your station, whatever that means. Pelosi concluded her remarks by reaffirming that she doesn't think debates are necessary. Of course, funny, the Democrats don't think conversation is necessary. Yeah, because they want you to shut up and do what they say. Funny, at least she admits it. And instead of encouraging, instead encourage reporters to ask individual candidates questions to understand what their policy platforms are. You mean ask Joe Biden uh, predetermined questions. And he gets to choose who he talks to. Give him some softballs to hit out of the park. He can't even do that well. Right. I'm going to trust. I'm going to trust the journalism of CNN and all those phonies. She continues. If Joe Biden asks you what I thought about it. I don't think he should dignify the conversation with Donald Trump. Pelosi concluded. Just take their own stage for any number of conversations about any subject. Hold them accountable. What are they proposing? What is their vision? What is their knowledge? How are they going to get it done? All right, that's enough. So, McCarthy, tw- uh, Kevin McCarthy tweeted, who gave a uh, great speech tonight. He's a refreshing, relaxing voice. I hope he becomes Speaker of the House when we take back uh, the House, hopefully. Hopefully. So, President, so he tweeted, President Trump's passion, energy, and debate skills are unmatched. It's no surprise Pelosi wants to keep Biden in the basement. No kidding. No kidding. This new attack on Trump comes days after Pelosi labeled Trump and Republicans domestic enemies for opposing universal mail-in rammed just 70 days before the election. I just posted a video on Facebook of a UPS worker who's now getting arrested for dumping mail in the garbage can. And we also posted... A picture that went viral the other day of 
a postman from 2016 ripping Trump signs off people's lawns. Oh, you think the Democrats cheated everything? Oh, so they're not going to cheat at the election this time? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. Keep living in La La Land. So we're going to get into our final two articles, and they both tie into each other. I'm going to give you the bad news and then the good news first. First off, if you don't know, NBA, the Milwaukee Bucks, because with Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where Kenosha happened. So they refused to play. So all the NBA games were postponed. And now NHL and MLB are postponed too. And MLB and NBA are saying they don't want to play the rest of the season. As far as I'm concerned, NBA, MLB, and NHL, I'll never ever watch another game of theirs unless they formally reverse course and issue the American people an apology. They're out of control. And I don't think anyone cares. Do you care if the NHL, NBA, and MLB doesn't go on? Just wait till the NFL season starts. I swear to God, if they start postponing games over criminals that don't follow commands, I don't know what to tell you. They're destroying their own wealth. It's stupid. You think people are just going to show up and pay all this money to see you dribble a basketball or shoot a hockey puck when you're attacking America with false information? You think the people are going to welcome you back into their arms? You're sadly mistaken. NBA, NHL, and MLB should be ashamed. Should be ashamed. So let's get into the bad news and then we'll get into the good news. So with that being said, let's get into this. Breitbart, watch. Titans, Ryan Tannehill. This is the NFL. This country was founded upon racist ideas. So here we go. Here we go again. In a video appearance with what appeared to be his entire team standing next to him and behind him, Titans quarterback Ryan Tannehill said that the United States of America was founded upon racist ideas. But he has no problem taking your money. No problem taking your money. That racist money. I, I mean, I mean, it's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Keep giving these people your money. Keep doing it. The video was made to explain the Titans' decision to not hold practice on Thursday in the wake of the officer-involved shooting of Jacob Blake. The opening comments are made by the Titans' Kevin Bird, who spoke about the litany of injustices that he believes black people face in this country. However, about the 1 minute and 50 mark of the video, Tannehill begins speaking and makes it clear he believes the United States itself was founded upon racist ideas and those racist ideas are well alive today i'm not playing the video because uh i'll lose control i will lose control you rather hear it from me anyway right you say yes say yes <laughs> so the titans were one of several nfl teams that chose not to practice on thursday in response to blake's the Blake shooting. Though Tannehill's butchering of the American history and regurgitating of extremely liberal talking points stand apart from the relatively mild statements that most teams released. As the Miami Herald com columnist Armando Salguero said in response to critical sports writers, ideas upon America which was founded, freedom of speech, religion, and peaceful assembly, right to bear arms, all men are created equal. Now, you name the racist ideas upon which to country was founded right zero zero but what they spout out whatever they want to say anything for attention for two seconds these people are pathetic these people are making millions of dollars off us and they get to say these hateful things about us but with your wallet Tannehill is a national embarrassment he's not even good go away Tannehill so the country was not founded on racism and slavery because racism and slavery were already present in America. It was a colony of Britain. In fact, there were a large number of people in southern states that were nearly were nearly all slaves were, who preferred continuing life as colonists and had no interest in fighting a war for independence. Therefore, America did not need independence from Britain to preserve an institution that was already in place and not at least at that time under serious threat. Instead, 
America needed independence so its citizens could have the freedom of speech, religion, and the right to bear arms. An essential rights of a citizen. Great Britain did not have. Though despite the colossal ignorance of Mr. Tannehill, critique of America's founding, it's his criticisms, criticism of Americans' past that deserves the harshest rebuke. By saying those racist ideas of slavery have persisted throughout the last hundreds of years, Tannehill eviscerates the legacy of Martin Luther King and dozens of other civil rights leaders that conquered segregation, right? We talked about this in the last episode. Why are you going backwards? Why are you going backwards? Because you're a miserable person and you want to justify your cycle liberal stances. Where's the racism today? Right now, it appears to be against white people. White people are getting attacked for having alleged white privilege. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, so uh, there's only a little bit left of this, but I've, you got the point. Tannehill's another race, uh, race baiter. Sigling, bending the knee. Who cares about you? Yeah, you're a hero, Tannehill. You're an embarrassment. Nobody likes you. Go away. So let's start with, let's end with something refreshing. Thank God there's not enough people speaking out because people don't want to get involved because their family is going to be threatened. They're going to get doxxed. We have people in Seattle going after police officers that are doxxed. There's riots going on right now outside their house. Isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? So let's get into something uplifting so we can leave your week peaceful and happy. Your weekend. Kick off the weekend, right? So here we go. Finally, this is an article from Chicago. Uh, NBC Chicago. So Brian Urlacher, ex NFL Chicago Bear, criticizes NBA players for boycotting playoffs and likes a post supporting Kenosha shooting suspect. So former Chicago Bear Brian Urlacher took to social media to criticize the NBA players for boycotting playoff games and liked a post supporting the Kyle Rittenhouse who defended himself. So former Chicago Bears linebacker took to Instagram Thursday to compare the NBA boycotting of playoff games on Wednesday to performance by a Green Bay Packers quarterback. So Brett Favre, this is a quote from Brian Urlacher. Brett Favre played, let's not get into Brett Favre, played the NFL Monday Night Football game the day his father died, threw four touchdowns in the first half, and was a legend for playing in the face of adversity. Erlacher's post read, the NBA players boycott the playoffs because a dude reaching for a knife wanted on a felony sexual assault warrant was shot by police. Bingo. Bingo. There it is. There it is. There it is. The truth. The truth will set you free. What's wrong with his statement? Oh, because they don't like facts. They operate on feelings. That What's wrong with that statement? It's true. A guy... A guy committed a crime. He was trying to steal a car. The police show up. They wrestle him. They taser him. Doesn't work. He's re- he, he's going for a knife in a car, if not had one on him. Has previous felonies. Sexual assault of a minor. He reaches in the car. He gets shot dead. Obeying a command. That's the end of it. This is the truth. You don't like it? I don't know what to tell you. It's the facts. It's the facts. And I'm tired of hearing people... One of my close buddies, not to call him out, but there's other people that use this defense. And it's not a defense. Oh, his back was turned. Do you know how fast you can watch all the videos on YouTube? A guy can grab something, reach around and shoot. You know how fast they can do that? It's a split second. Split second. How about obey the command and get arrested and then pay your time? Here's a newsflash for you. Criminals don't follow the law. They don't follow orders. Why? Because they're criminals. There's no other way to put it. The police are not in the wrong here. I'm sorry. They're not. And I get it. I'm compassionate too. And if that was my brother or father some, I would feel bad because he's my brother or father. But I would be like, hey, he put himself in that situation. Just like his mother came out and thanked President Trump and the police for doing their job. Praised him because she knows she's the one that had to deal with him his whole life. She's seen the destruction he's done. You got to follow. You got to follow the rules and not listen to rap songs 
thinking it's cool to shoot the cops. I'm going to mess with the police. The police are there to protect you. They don't want to hurt you. They want to go about their day. Stop with the narrative. It's old and boring. It's old and boring. So on Wednesday, players from six NBA teams refused to play postseason games in the act of the penalty. NFL, I mean NBA, and NHL joined them. Shame on you, NHL. Really? I thought NHL was better than this. I guess not. Shame on them. So Erlacher also was also found to have liked an Instagram post calling free Kyle Rittenhouse. The 17-year-old from Illinois suspect in the shooting deaths of two people during the protest at Kenosha on Tuesday. So Brian Erlacher liked this post. Good for him. So what? Also, now you're not allowed to like a post? Seriously? This is where we're going. And I've brought this up plenty of times on the show. If you're worried about cancel culture or your boss or people at work or your alleged quote-unquote friends liking a photo of something that's right, get those people out of your lives. You don't need them. You'll find new quote-unquote friends and you'll find a better job that actually has common sense. What's right is right. There is no Democrat-Republican. You have a right to defend yourself when attacked. And no offense, how dumb do you have to be? Hey, this guy has a gun. First off, Jacob. Oh, this guy, uh, two guy, two cops have guns pointed at me. I'm not going to listen to what they say. In the case of Kyle, he has a gun and is running away and he's being followed and attack. attacked. One guy had a gun and one guy had like a brick. You're running after a guy with a gun with, with a gun for yourself and the other guy has a brick. And you think he's not going to defend himself? I mean, how stupid do you have to be? There's nothing else to say. Common sense isn't so common. That's the problem with America. So as the NBA and several of the team's leagues, athletes came to halt across the country. So did Erlacher's former team on Thursday. Chicago Bears player decided to pause her football activities. The player said in a statement tweeted by the team. The statement was released. Oh, let's read this doozy from the Chicago Bears. In the wake of what has taken place in our backyard of Kenosha over the last couple of days, we as a team have a lot on our mind today. Bears players said, we've decided to pause our football activities to voice to each other, our coaches and our staff, where we stand on the real issues around race and police brutality in our country. It's not a race issue. When the police showed up, were they yelling, yeah, get that blankety, blankety, blank. Yeah, we're going to get this blanket. Did the police just show up, pull up on the street and start harassing random black people? No. So it's not about race. Was there police brutality involved? No. They stopped the guy from pulling out a weapon. You just want the cop to die. Stop saying this stuff. Stop saying this stuff. It's not true. It's not true. We had a productive discussion, but we all agreed that talks and discussions are simply not enough. We need action. We are putting in plans to take action in our communities together. We believe we can make a real difference. We need not action, not only today, but in days to come. Get ready for it. I swear, if the NFL starts pausing games, or if... A cowboy player kneels for the national. I'm not watching the NFL this year. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I don't care. I don't care. If any, these people are so dumb. Have they not learned with the quote unquote pandemic? We don't need you. Hey, I'm fine with just UFC. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with just UFC. You're going to realize when these people expose themselves, you really don't need them. Instead of watching the people that hate you on TV, you get to spend more time with your kids, have actual conversations with people, or watch a sport that actually cares about their country. You're going to start finding out better things in your life. You don't, we don't need these people. Who wants to be around people that hate their own country, that gave them everything, and fighting over a cause that's not even real? It's not even real. All the incidents that have happened... The only one that's even debatable is George Floyd. 
because the cop, if you take the cop putting his knee on his neck, which is bad opt optics, nothing else done was done wrong in that situation. So take that out, that one dumb cop who should not have just put his knee on his neck, which actually did in fact kill him. The overdose and him having cardiac problems and being COVID positive killed him. But the bad optics of that are awful. I totally agree. And no one wants to see anyone die. But you have to obey the law. This is all fake outrage so they can justify what they've always thought and felt about America. These far lefties. They hate you. But they use you at the same time, right? Return all your money, buddy. Return all your money. Return it. Return it. Put your money where your mouth is. Return your money. Return it. So the Bears practice was supposed to start at 9, but no, they canceled it. Ah, who cares? Who cares? So good for Brian Erlacher. I'm going to do a picture on him tomorrow because good for him for standing up. Good for him. He's right. He's right. And he's going to get killed for it. He's going to get killed for it. Who cares? What, you're going to lie to yourself the rest of your life? Why? So people can live, so they, so the the mob, the cancel mob can feel better about themselves? Every time someone bends the knee to these people, you get them, they get hungrier, they get hungry. It's like a gambling addict. Oh, so first it's a $10 bet, then it's a $20 bet, then it's $100, then it's 1000 Then it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be enough. They got to keep going higher. It's not going to stop. Stop giving them ammo. Stop bending the knee. Because now it's like a freight train. This needs to be stopped. But thanks for people like Brian Erlacher and the rest of us that said what needs to be said. We are the front lines, my friend. I hope you enjoyed the RNC this week. I hope you enjoyed the show this week. Please take this time. Spend some time with your family. Relax. Get away from this stuff. Uh, we will be back bright and early. We'll be back in our normal schedule on Monday, since now we are the Thursday, sh- the Wednesday, the Thursday show doesn't have to come in late because now the RNC is over. Um, have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Be safe, Patriots. Thanks for listening. Catch a new episode of Just Say It every Monday through Thursday. Available on YouTube and every major podcast platform. Got something to say? Meet other patriots and join the conversation at jsipodcast.com.